for being here today and to agreeing for doing the podcast with me. I'm so, so excited and so honored to have you here. It's a joy to be with you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, love. Mm. Well, how I know you, the first time I met you was here in San Marcos in Guatemala. Yes. Uh, and I received an energy healing session from you. Mm. And uh, then I was like, it was so profound for me and I really, really loved it. And then I got like so curious about how you got here, what's your journey. And I was like, I, I so want to get this message out there and share your uh, energy and your work with the world. Thanks. So other people could also experience that. Yes. But I know right now that you came from the retreat. Uh -huh. What retreat was it? Can yeah. you tell more about it? I've just gotten out of a three-week mystery school training and mm. it was centering around sound healing. So being a facilitator and uh, a person in life who connects to the channel of light, of self and soul as a way of communicating and sounding into the world, not just my message, but also expression of music through the voice. I came out of this sound healing training wanting to really hone in on the voice that I've spent years cultivating through music training, through choir, through actual singing, mm -hmm. and to bring it together with the energy work that I do. Like, what does mm -hmm. it look like to use the voice as a transmitter of energy, of frequency for healing? Mm. And so I've been using my voice in the context of energy sessions mm -hmm. and this training is really for me to bring it into a group healing space. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, that's the main like difference that the sound healing can, okay, I guess you can use it on private sessions as well, but like more so you can hold like very big groups as well. Yeah. The idea is that, um, once you get into the practice of seeing how your voice and your channel as an energetic being, how it can be used to shift fields of energy or to work with the frequency, the like blueprint of everything. Mm -hmm. Then you can go into a space and not just speak words that change people's lives, but create sounds that have just as impactful of a ripple into a space. Mm. And so I call the work that I do relational and emotional alchemy mm. and energy is like the underlying blueprint of that. Mm -hmm. But what we're able to do is really touch into the, the frequency of interactions. How am I interacting with myself? How do I interact with one person? How do I interact with a group? Mm. And all of that goes back to these blueprints, this like basic belief system or this way that we learned to be ourself. Mm -hmm. So this training was really helping me to step into this new version of myself that shares a message of healing through sound. Mm. 
Do you also use instruments or you only use your own voice? That's what I was really growing in as a result of this course. Mm. Um, I started working with a shruti box. So creating sounds that we often hear in kirtan mm -hmm. or in other styles of group mantra of, of devotional singing, mm -hmm. where in that space, the connection to sound is to connect to this bigger, brighter idea of life, universal intelligence, God, energy. And I'm finding like, what are the other instruments that help me to tune into that mm. with a group, with myself? So I started to learn how to use the Shruti box. I started to get more learning on the singing bowls with mm. tuning forks uh, and the drum. I really stepped into a new sense of comfort and power and rhythm mm. um, through all of those instruments. Like hearing you now, I would love to hold like sound healing ceremony. Yes, 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 yes. It would be so amazing. Do you think you yeah. can like travel with your instruments? Did you? I'm looking for what are the travel sized mm. options for me. Mm -hmm. uh, the Shruti box is feeling like a big yes. Mm. The ukulele is feeling like a big yes. And the tuning forks. Wow. So that looks like as much as I have in my kit right now and my voice mm. goes everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then I'd love to make connections and find some sound bowls that want to work with me uh, in those spaces and drums and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, taking this space of inner expression outward is the call right now so and i love nice. that you called it a ceremony because mm. the sound when in a space of ritual and connection and intention really has a power to shift and to create new possibilities which is often why people go to ceremony mm -hmm. something in life isn't working something needs a big reset mm -hmm. and the sacredness of being in a circle with other people who are focused on opening, expanding freedom mm -hmm. is what's possible with or without some of these other plant medicine substances. Mm -hmm. Sound is so much uh, an aliveness that we can tune into. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I want to bring the aliveness that I'm feeling in my body and in my soul into spaces and into experiences for people to have a healing ceremony. Mm -hmm. yeah. So exciting. Yeah. So exciting. I wish I will experience, I'm sure I will get to experience this yeah. one day. I'm also super interested. How did you end up here in Guatemala? So what called me to San Marcos, Guatemala, to Lake Atitlan mm -hmm. was a deep listening to the past and that being my ancestors and also listening into the past of me that some of us call the inner child. Mm -hmm. So I had been in a really big transition in my life Uh, separating from my husband, starting to decide what was the way I wanted to live. What is the way that calls my heart into a sense of joy mm -hmm. day to day? And when I tuned in, I felt this like spreading of the wings, this like desire to move into the world, to expand what I was familiar with. 
and knowing more of myself is a joy and being in new experiences and feeling the world and nature are also things that light me up that are joyful and so i felt this call to explore my maternal lineage my mother's mm -hmm. side of the family mm -hmm. and she's from mexico city and so when i had done the ancestral mapping through the spit test mm -hmm. um i noticed that we had ancestry that went down into Central and South America following the Andes Mountains so that there's this Mayan indigenous root in me. And I knew that I was just going to let that unfold. Mm -hmm. And I had friends at the lake. And so there had been just this excitement about this community and this, you know, nature. And, and so it was on my radar. Mm -hmm. And so I listened to that. And that was last year that I came for the first time. Mm -hmm. And that listening is something that has been with me since I was a little girl. I'm mm -hmm. one of those highly sensitive people. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to call them evolutionary feelers. Mm -hmm. We're the people in the world who are really emotional and empathic and have often taken on other people's dramas and held onto it or felt it for them because there wasn't the knowledge how since a very young age, this way of like listening, being really perceptive, being really, um, at times introverted, mm -hmm. but at other times, uh, really emotional. Mm -hmm. I found, Oh, this is just because life is existing on a lot more layers. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just what are you saying? It's how are you feeling while you say it and what's going on in your body when you say it? Mm -hmm. And what is my body feeling when you say it? So all these levels of listening I had to wake up to over the years. And my body is what showed me that landscape. It's what showed me how sensitive I was and has now become a massive gift. It's showing me like which steps to take in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm super interested about because you're saying that you, you had this um, like sensitivity and you were listening to yourself since very young age already, right? Uh -huh. But I mean like, was it conscious or when did it become conscious? Exactly. Like when did you, like how all this came into your life? Yeah, early on because of the conditions of culture and my family, it wasn't taught as a skill or as a sense to be listened to. Mm -hmm. So while I was perceiving a lot happening in my body and through my thoughts and through my emotions, I didn't know how to make sense of it. Mm -hmm. And so, as I mentioned, my body is what swung the door wide open to start having to translate this way of being sensitive in the world. Mm -hmm. And I became conscious of the dissonance, the song inside me was really jumbled up. It wasn't a clear note. It wasn't a clear melody. Mm. It was all kinds of instruments all at once. Mm. When I was around 10 years old, I mm. started having health concerns mm -hmm. that just 
seemed to come out of nowhere. Mm. And that was my body bringing the inner world out and saying, there's some chaos in here. There's too much information that I'm not knowing how to digest. I'm not knowing how to make sense of all the input that's coming in Mm -hmm. and how to turn it around and, and put it out into the world in a clear way. And I'd say even before 10 years old, I was noticing some of the ways that um, this sensitivity was affecting me and my mm-hmm. ability to be me in a joyful way, mm. whether it was becoming self-conscious and like closing off and holding back what I wanted to say, whether it was um, feeling overwhelmed and kind of panicking and and getting really angry really fast or really sad really fast. Mm -hmm. There were these ways that I would notice myself on a kind of runaway train when Mm. things would happen that were overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And when you're a kid and you have these habits for dealing with life, you start to get labeled, you know, oh, you're just really sensitive. Oh, you're Mm -hmm. just really emotional. And so I was noticing those as who Lena was, who I was from a younger age than 10, but at 10 years old, it's like my system needed to do it differently. Mm -hmm. And so the first way that I noticed was experiencing a lot of discomfort sitting down. Mm -hmm. And then I started having pain when I would have a bowel movement, when I would poop. Mm -hmm. And so something in my body wasn't right. Mm -hmm. But we didn't know until we went to doctors and some of what was happening on the inside started to get translated mm-hmm. in the only language that was available, which was through the body, which is through the medical industry, which mm-hmm. says, okay, you have this infection, this abscess, and it's, it's right by your butt, right by your anus, right mm-hmm. by where your body lets go of mm-hmm. waste or too much or mm-hmm. what it doesn't need. So the metaphor is really ironic. I'm really conscious of how I describe this story Mm -hmm. to you Mm -hmm. because it starts to add up all of these pieces of information Mm -hmm. that otherwise from one perspective would just be random Mm -hmm. and would be interpreted in one way. Mm -hmm. But as I've gone through this journey with my health and my body and my sensitivity to my inner and outer world, I started to see like, oh, these metaphors, these ways of describing Mm -hmm. the healing journey Mm -hmm. are really universal. Mm. And so my bottom, the root of my body had an overwhelm. It had too much and it didn't know what to do with it. It didn't Mm. know how to let go of intensity. And Mm. so it got stuck. And then I started having digestive symptoms like pain when I would eat. And this was all starting to come really quickly Mm -hmm. as I started to seek medical attention from my parents' approach to healing. Mm. And so given that the way to translate what my body was saying was just happening on a physical level, I was just relating to all of it on a really physical, um, mental level. It's like, let me think about what's going on. Here's a problem. What's the solution? And so in that physical world, it was surgeries, it was hospitals, Mm. it was medication. And so then I started to get more overwhelmed, more information Mm -hmm. that I didn't know what to do with. And so then my stomach 
started to tell me this is too much. Mm-hmm. And then my mind started to tell me, I don't know what to do. And so really quickly I became even more anxious, mm-hmm. even more fearful, even more protective, mm-hmm. even more confused. Mm-hmm. And so the symptoms just kind of kept growing until I was diagnosed with an inflammatory bowel disease, mm. this chronic illness that says your immune system and your colon, your large intestine are overwhelmed and they're reacting and they don't know how to talk to each other. And so they're attacking themselves. Mm. That was the message I was given about this inner world mm-hmm. that I was trying to make sense of, but not having the translations and not having a big enough view of what was really going on, which mm-hmm. is what's between the words, what's beneath the mind, emotion, energy, relationships. Mm-hmm. And so that was the start of about 20 years of being in a lot of inner turmoil inner chaos, a lot of physical breakdown and health crisis and pain, lots and lots of pain because my being, my sense of self was really trying to see the old story, see the old way of doing it Mm -hmm. and create a bridge to the new way of doing it. But as you asked, you know, when did I become conscious? Well, the only way to become conscious is to realize when you've been unconscious. Mm -hmm. And so I really just had to see like, where is all this coming from? Like, why is this the way that I'm communicating with the world? How am I participating in this way of feeling pain or feeling trapped or like I don't have control or other people are deciding what happens to my body. Mm -hmm. So I went, deep into illness and disease as a way to understand, okay, who am I in this life with these gifts of sensitivity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but when was that? Like, do, do, mm-hmm. do you know? Because I'm, I'm thinking I would like to know, like, yeah, you're, you're talking about it now very consciously, right? Yeah. Because I'm sure you've done like so much yeah. work around it. Yeah. But like, I mean, I can't imagine being a 10 year old and going through all of it. Exactly. It's like, you don't know what's happening. You, you don't. don't have this ability even to like understand everything and analyze this way. You're just going to doctors, you're doing what exactly. your parents tell you. I mean, like, how was that for you? Yes. Thank you for honing in on this piece of participating consciously and just being on the runaway train or following what is expected and what's happening. Mm -hmm. So when I was 10 years old, I wasn't conscious. I wasn't able to see myself outside of following the instructions and the rules that were being given to me. it really felt like I don't know what to do and the doctors and the parents and the people outside of me are going to be fixing it and Mm -hmm. telling me what to do and making it better. Mm -hmm. It was little by little that I started to see what am I agreeing to? Did I know Mm -hmm. I was agreeing to this? Was I given a choice to agree to this? Mm -hmm. And that waking up process happened around 
21, 22. It really mm. wasn't until I left college mm. that my world and, and stepped out into the world and into life as an adult mm -hmm. where the expectation is you should be able to take care of yourself and make your own decisions and create your own mm -hmm. life. The thing with that is I was up until that point, I had been operating with a game and an understanding that said, I don't get to decide my life. Other mm -hmm. people know Mm -hmm. better. Other people have the answers and other people can make me feel healthy. Mm -hmm. So then when I left college and was on my own, all of that somehow now became my responsibility mm -hmm. without the training to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I had major health breakdowns. I got really sick again. I got to the point where I was having pain after every meal the medications that were helping the pain go away stopped working. Mm. Um, and I felt completely helpless and completely hopeless. And I remember being in so much physical pain, trying to get from my car downstairs up to my apartment with my roommate and just being so angry and so frustrated mm. and being like, what is going on? And around that same time, I was also transitioning out of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I got the feedback from this partner that was basically like, you have a choice. Like, why aren't you making a choice for yourself? And it was like this wall that I just crashed up against mm. that was telling me, I am not making choices for myself or I don't know what choices I'm making. Mm -hmm. And so I had to start looking at my mind. I had to start looking at the way I was participating in feeling pain. Mm -hmm. And so there were these moments in my early 20s. One was when I started doing yoga mm -hmm. and I noticed over time my body got more flexible. Mm and I was connecting these dots, starting to build this bridge. Oh, I'm choosing to go to yoga class. I'm doing the stretches. I'm creating a ripple of change in my own body. Mm -hmm. I could see the results. Oh, now I'm becoming more flexible. I had lost all this flexibility from being a child to being a young adult. I used to be so excited and proud of how stretchy I was. Like I mm -hmm. could do the splits and I could, you know, mm -hmm. do all these things. And then I grew up and was like, why can I not do that? And here I was experiencing through yoga practice and starting to do more dance that I could have an impact on moving in the direction I wanted to go with my body. It wasn't somebody else. Mm -hmm. And there was another moment when a relationship saw how uncomfortable I was in. This partner said, why aren't you choosing to eat different foods? Mm. And the answer I had was, I was told it wouldn't help my body and my pain. Mm. So I just didn't know that that was a choice I had. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an option. And when you think something's not an option, it often, you know, 
stops to exist. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden there was, oh, somebody outside of me saying, you have an option. And me deciding, is that true or is that false? Mm -hmm. And I was more curious than in fear. Mm -hmm. And so I used these cookbooks that I was given by this boyfriend mm -hmm. at the time. And I changed my diet for eight months and almost all the pain went away. Wow, that's really amazing. Like, I love what I hear from you. I, I feel that the relationships, first of all, have been very big support because like there's like so many aha moments from, from the relationships you have had. And I love that. And uh, it's, it's amazing. Well, I think there's so much wisdom here. I would like, because I, I also have experienced uh, uh, IBS, it's irritable bowel syndrome. And I can like, so relate, like I, I can't, I can't imagine what it has been like to experience it for so long, because for you, it started showing itself, revealing itself from such a young age. Mm -hmm. I was struggling it when I was in my 20, 20, mid 20s. Mm -hmm. And it took me a few years to, you know, to get the side. Like, but I believe so many people like when like experience the same experience in life mm -hmm. through physical body. Mm -hmm. Like, there's there's just our bodies are like so intelligent. It's crazy. Like when we can't stand up for ourselves, our bodies are like, come on, girl. Like it's here. It's real. You have to do something. And I, I feel it's a, like that's what I went through. And I hear like for you, your body has also been like a big guidance for you. I love that you're honing in on relationship mm -hmm. and that for me has been the center point and why I call my work real healing, relational, mm -hmm. emotional alchemy language. Mm -hmm. It's this way of noticing that every moment is a choice to interact and be connected or disconnected. Mm -hmm. And so the relationship with my body had not been a place of learning mm. until I had to learn how to take care of it in order mm -hmm. to feel good. Mm -hmm. And it was the stomach aches and the nausea and the diarrhea and the cramps and all of those symptoms, mm -hmm. passing blood, you know, really intense symptoms that my body was trying to speak out. Mm -hmm. It was trying to get me to understand this language mm -hmm. and relationship often is so emphasized outside of us. You know, who do you like, who you're going to date, who you're going to marry, you mm -hmm. know, does this person like you? Do they not like you? That sense of being in the world with relationship as this thing you go get or that you're given that connection mm -hmm. is what my body was trying to fill in the gaps of mm. and saying, I am your first relationship, mm. how I feel, how I sense life through this body is the most important relationship of all. And I was having these big breakups and these, mm. you know, challenges connecting with other people not knowing what to say or keeping back my truth in external relationship so that I could feel the impact of that mm. and then have that insight and that wisdom that would say, wait, how did I get here? Like, how did I make this decision? Like, where did it start inside of me mm -hmm. to then say, oh, 
I need to break up or, you know, I'm not getting what I want or you're not getting what you want, but I thought I was giving it, mm-hmm. you know, all these questions started to come up from external relationships to show me my internal relationship mm-hmm. world. Wow, I think it's so important. This is some message that like came to me recently, actually. It hasn't been like, I so can relate to not like relating to our bodies. I feel like right now I'm like so grateful to my body. It's like one of our biggest allies in this world. Like we should really tune into our bodies. Like that's how we experience the physical world and this realm here, right? If we don't have our body, like we can't experience this life, right? Uh I think it's so, so, so important like to wake up to that. I think it's so important and for people listening I just want to like emphasize that if if someone is going through the same issues or having those health issues that are normally like I don't know how they're called in English when you can't really even find the medical uh, diagnosis for them you know yes it's like there's often a calling just Mm -hmm. for you to wake up to there's something not aligned Exactly. And Mm. those are the kinds of people I love to work with is people Mm -hmm. who have a lot of awareness, are really sensitive, know that there is this inner outer communication always happening that's seen and unseen. And yet Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense. Like it's not clear. Like, why am I having these health symptoms? Why am Mm -hmm. I having these mental symptoms? And you know, I want to circle back to what you were saying about the, um, the way that relationships were showing me what was going on. Mm -hmm. I call this approach a language, Mm -hmm. relational, emotional alchemy language, Mm -hmm. because I just heard in something you said a moment ago that we don't tune in or we can tune in and the word tune works with instruments. We tune a guitar, Mm -hmm. you know, we create a way to express that is harmonious, that works. Mm -hmm. And so relationships often show us what doesn't work Mm -hmm. and it's painful. Yeah. And so when the body is giving you a symptom Mm -hmm. like pain, or something else like a skin rash or headache or a tightness in your back. We've been told that there's just one way to translate it, mm-hmm. you know, physical symptom, physical reason. And what I found over 25 years was that there is so much more going on in between the words, mm-hmm. in between the levels of feeling that actually have the keys to understand and change the relationship structure. Mm. Yeah, I think it really needs a pause here. Yeah, just to let that sink sink in. in. Yeah, Yeah. because that's what's really changing in the community of healing and spirituality, Mm. is what are the messages that I'm listening to? Mm -hmm. How am I listening to them? And then what are the options for how I respond to them? Mm-hmm. So an example is in the past, I would have a stomach cramp mm-hmm. and I'd say, Oh my God, what did I eat? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. something went through my physical body and it's bad. It doesn't work. And then maybe my mind, my physical body would start 
participating and I might judge myself. I might try and figure it out. Like, was it this thing or did I leave enough time or, oh no, I didn't take my medication at the right time. You know, mm -hmm. I would have really looked at the physical cause mm -hmm. for the effect. Mm -hmm. Now, because I've refined my nutritional landscape, because I know what are the relationships that food has with my body, what works, how do I eat it, and when, I've set up the conditions for that to be pretty clear. Mm -hmm. So when I have physical symptom, what's left is all these other ways to translate the message mm -hmm. through the energy body, through the relational body, mm -hmm. through the soul body. So I look to, okay, let me start a conversation with myself, with my body mm -hmm. and see what it has to say with all these other windows open for mm -hmm. the message to come through. And that's the intuition. Mm -hmm. A big part of my work, a big, big part of my healing mm -hmm. was learning how to use my intuition mm. because it was the gatekeeper between my mind, my body, and my soul that could tune me mm -hmm. to the frequency, to the expression that equals health. Mm -hmm. You know, the translation, if we look at where the word health comes from, it means wholeness. Mm. And if we look at the disconnects that we've inherited, that we've learned that says you're incomplete unless you have this partner, you're part of a whole, you're just half of that whole, mm. then you can start to see oh, this is all built in mm -hmm. where I'm assuming I'm expecting myself to be unhealthy. Mm, yeah. I'm expecting myself to be less than until I find the thing that makes me whole mm -hmm. or that shows me how to be better when really it's all exactly how it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And we go back to the symptom. Okay. So I'm in pain. How is that exactly how I'm supposed to be? Well, what if the pain, the sensation of tightness is the word that we've been told describes what's happening. But what if you asked someone else, and they gave you a different word. So what if I ask my body, hey body, what's this pain that I'm feeling? Mm -hmm. And my body says fear, or it says confusion, mm -hmm. or it says anger. Now I just have another understanding, another word that describes the sensation mm -hmm. that I'm going through mm -hmm. that then gives me the chance to have a different relationship with it. Mm -hmm. So if the pain is actually anger, all knotted up in my stomach or fear, mm -hmm. Ugh, clenching, trying to protect itself. Mm -hmm. And I've asked my body through my intuition, help me understand this. I want to relate to you more clearly, more honestly, mm -hmm. without judgments, more essentially. Mm -hmm. And my body gives me a message. Maybe it even gives it through a picture. Oh, I'm seeing like this big rock. Ugh, I'm seeing like this yucky spinning black stew. Mm -hmm. Now I have another message that I can be in relationship with. If I see that black stew and I get scared, that tells me something about my relationship to fear, to something I don't understand. If I notice my body says anger and I get ashamed, ugh or judgmental. I shouldn't be angry. What's there to be angry about? My life is great. Now I've seen another way that I'm relating to anger. Mm -hmm. 
And so what I'm describing here is a little bit of my approach, this real healing approach to mm -hmm. heal mental and physical illness. Mm -hmm. But what I'm really talking about is seeing life and the body mm -hmm. as a collection of relationships built up over time. Mm. And so you can really go back to the root. Mm -hmm. Remember I talked about my bottom yeah. as this place where I first started to notice disease, mm -hmm. illness, and infection. The root of me was somehow stuck and holding all these messages that no longer worked for who I needed to be, mm -hmm. who I am. Mm -hmm. And so the translation system was the intuition, was the meditation, the mindfulness to be able to get quiet enough to listen to the body, mm -hmm. to then ask these more conscious questions. What choice do I have? Where can I be more curious? What would it be like if I saw this from a different perspective? Mm -hmm. Well, I wanna come back a little bit. Yes. The first thing what I feel is super important is what, what you touched, but it was very brief. Please. It's like, um, when we have those physical symptoms, right? It's like yeah. you said that you tuned your, you knew already like what's good for you, what's not good for you. Yeah. you like, I think this is the first step because so many times, like actually it is very simple. It might be just, I don't know, gluten or lactose in the physical world that my body is not like observing well. Yeah. So I think this is the first step. Yes. Like to, if, no one like someone who's listening right now mm -hmm. like hasn't looked at the menu mm -hmm. i think this is first thing to start with yeah like to really notice when yeah. i'm eating this there's like you give it some time yeah. and if there's a pattern try different things mm -hmm. we're all so individualistic like one thing suits me another one doesn't exactly yeah so it's super important to know yeah. what foods are good for you and yeah. like how your body reacts to them. Yeah, that individuality, that sense mm -hmm. of I am my own independent mm -hmm. being and connection at the yeah. same time mm -hmm. is the starting point. Mm -hmm. It's seeing, okay, the physical body, it's here, I can touch it, and it's like knocking on the door of a house. Mm -hmm. It's where you start. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you notice, oh, this is what it sounds like when I knock on the door. Oh, this is what happens when the doorknob doesn't mm -hmm. turn. Mm -hmm. Or here's what it's like when I open the door. It's mm -hmm. all very tangible. It's all really mm -hmm. physical. You can take this food out of your diet and you can see what happens. Yeah. Exactly. So it is, it's that first moment of really just starting where you are mm -hmm. and that we're human beings with a body is that starting point. Mm -hmm. And then with how you think about the body is kind of that next layer of going into the invisible. Mm -hmm. Okay, can I even stop and give myself the space and permission, the non-judgment to check my diet, to ask these questions? Mm -hmm. And can I take the time and space from work to give my body what it needs? Or can I put in the extra effort to research what are gluten-free alternatives? Mm -hmm. You know, how yeah. long should I stop eating this food to see what else is going on? Mm -hmm. That's where then we start to see the body-mind connection yeah. and that tuning in. Yeah, that's that's the first step. That's yeah. super important. Yeah. But then once you know that, mm -hmm. once you, you're good with that and like you explore that, 
Then there's this thing that you described a bit more in depth now is like all the work that you're doing and yeah. like going into the emotions. Like I feel that it's so like it takes courage actually yes. because I I kind of even feel that uh, how do you say prerequisite mm-hmm. uh, is like being able to feel the emotions because yeah. if we, if we can't yeah. then how can we expect the like answers or getting to know ourselves that's very true so it's like we have to know what fear is we have to know what anger is we have to know what sadness is like we have to allow those emotions really be yeah like i feel that this is like so big part because so many people run away from emotions especially the negative emotions which are not negative because Mm. they're helping us so much i don't know why they have those labels on yeah. them like i feel that all the emotions are so welcomed and positive emotions <laughs> if i may say but like yeah a lot of people are, are scared of of the fear of the you know sadness anger yeah. rage even like all those yeah. emotions but there's they're actually also allies they're mm-hmm. always giving us a message and it's so important like what you describe is like to allow ourselves to feel those emotions. Mm-hmm. Yes. So to even be able to feel the emotions takes developing a language of what they are, or to put it in a different metaphor. If we go back to this idea of, of harmony, inner mm-hmm. balance, inner health, mm-hmm. and you listen to a guitar and it's out of tune. Mm-hmm. The only way that you would know it's out of tune is by playing it and getting a sound and saying, okay, this is what this sounds like. Mm-hmm. And then, and then knowing that when these notes are tuned, this is what it sounds like mm-hmm. without emotional intelligence or the awareness that says, this is what anger feels like in my body before I blow up and I break something. This is what fear feels like before I call and I cancel on a date. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what confusion is like before I go and sit in front of the TV and binge eat a bunch of candy. Oh, that's so, so nice. I love your examples. Yeah. That's emotional so awareness is starting yeah. with the senses in the body mm-hmm. to notice like, okay, there's a tingling at my feet. There's a heat in my heart. There's a tensing of my shoulders. We have to get quiet enough to listen to the body to see how it speaks through the emotions. Mm -hmm. Once we have an emotion, there's already been a ripple of sounds that Mm -hmm. the body was making Mm -hmm. long before it became an external expression. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, often people will be in a state of suffering in a state of physical or mental symptoms Mm -hmm. that they can't solve for a long time before they start asking different questions or before it feels safe enough to feel what's behind that thing Mm -hmm. because the emotions are already driving the ship. Mm -hmm. The mind is already deciding what is or isn't okay. 
So if, for example, I was somebody who knew anger isn't okay mm -hmm. because of what my parents said, because of my culture, because of society, if I knew that I was walking around in the world saying, anger is not okay, then if I felt this tightness in my belly and I didn't listen to it, then I would know something about listening to that is also not okay. Mm -hmm. If I was to listen to my belly and hear the anger and let it be angry, then it would just release. Mm -hmm. But when I don't know that I'm already participating in this, that I'm cutting off what is or isn't allowed to be felt, mm -hmm. then I don't know that I'm limiting my capacity to heal. Mm -hmm. I want to say that one other way because it might have gotten a little confusing. I got it, but like, go I'd ahead, because hear, I think, tell me what you I, heard I so feel it, that it's so tell. important. Yeah. I just want to like emphasize here yeah. because I feel that we should allow ourselves to be like so much more angry. Like I feel that for women, especially, you know, mm -hmm. it's like so suppressed. Like we have to be good girls. We have to be nice. It's like, you shouldn't, you know, be get angry. You're a good girl. Like there's so much conditioning around not allowing yourself to feel anger, mm -hmm. but like it's part of being a human. And yeah. if we are not allowing ourselves to yeah. feel this feeling, yeah. I feel there's always going to be some sort of suffering. Like we are going to suffer until we accept this anger really as part of ourselves. Another topic is if how we act with this anger. That's, that's another topic. I'm yeah. not talking about like acting out or I'm not suggesting here that we should go and I don't know, yell at people. It's another thing how we deal with this anger, mm -hmm. but like there's no way to escape it. Yeah. There's absolutely no way. And I feel in so many ways, anger is actually, uh, like I said before, it's our ally. Yeah. Anger uh, is a lot telling us about our boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like it, it says something. Mm -hmm. If I get angry, I know that there's something not aligned here. Yeah. Like I have to know what anger feels like mm -hmm. in order to know myself and like respect myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Anger was a really big part of my healing process. Mm -hmm. And so to bridge these ideas that I'm sharing about the ways that we stop ourselves from healing and mm -hmm. also how we support ourselves from healing mm -hmm. can be shared in two stories. One is around how I started to allow a change in my diet. Mm -hmm. What I realized was that I had been believing this victimhood story, mm -hmm. that there's nothing I can do about it. Other people have the answers and the solutions and the knowledge, and those people are doctors. Mm -hmm. And so when I would be in pain after eating, I would then be angry because there's nothing I can do about it. I'm just going to be in pain forever and ever. And so I felt really helpless and hopeless. Mm -hmm. And often anger is a response to a survival mm -hmm. moment, a survival strategy. Mm -hmm. You know, we either fight, we freeze, or we flee. Mm -hmm. But the fight was really strong in my system mm -hmm. because for so many years I had felt trapped. Mm -hmm. And then when I started to listen to my body, it had so much to say mm -hmm. about what it thought about 
not having been given a choice to have a boundary, to say yes or no. No, I don't want that surgery. Mm-hmm. No, I don't like that treatment. Yes, I want to be able to eat food that's natural, that doesn't go into my veins or into my stomach through a feeding tube. But I didn't have those choices as a child mm-hmm. because of the way that a lot of the medical industry operates from top down, mm-hmm. you know, overpowering. And so when I started to recognize, oh, there's anger here after the pain, I had to confront what are the ways that I believed it was or wasn't okay to feel anger. Mm-hmm. that I had been made fun of or that I had been shamed, made wrong for being angry. Mm-hmm. And that starts when we're two, three, four years old. Yeah. So I already had these programs inside of me, these roots down into my emotions through my mind and through my body that said, it's not okay to get that angry unless you know why you're angry, unless you know what to do about it. Mm. But I was meeting my body and it was just angry and I didn't understand then what to do with it until I was in spaces and places where there were different rules. Mm. You know, I was in medicine circle communities. I was in psychotherapy settings. I was in spiritual communities where I was allowed to be angry without needing to know why, without Mm -hmm. having an answer and without doing anything about it, except being exactly how I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you bring up a great point about, you know, what do we do with it? Well, we do what we know how to do. And that comes back to how old is the anger? What choices does it have? Do I only know to yell when I feel angry or do I know how to stop and breathe or do I know how to go to my room and scream in a pillow? Do I know how to ask someone, Hey, can we wrestle? You know, you start to find more options for what to do with it Mm -hmm. when you know how to first be with it, meet it, say hello to it Mm -hmm. and then, and then grow it up and give it more options. I really love the point that you brought out here is that like, I think it's so important to have the safe place or container to just feel the emotion, like without knowing like what to do with it, why is it there? Because you know, oftentimes where I feel a lot of suffering also comes from is we go into our heads, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we, we, we want to rationalize. It's like, I need to understand what's this, why am I angry? Where is it coming from? What do I do now? Like, but sometimes there's nothing else more to do than just to feel it. Yeah. Like that's just enough. To, just to give it a kind relationship. Yeah. Just to say, I'm here. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And how can we love what's going on right now mm-hmm. and, and help it to feel connected with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so important. Yeah. yeah. Like we don't have to have solutions or go into the brain or understand everything. Like that's not, yeah. that's not always the case. Like it helps. Sometimes it's yeah. necessary to make better choices in right. life, but like at other times it needs nothing else than just to let it be. Yeah. And when, you know, we don't realize how much the emotions are interfering 
with our choices, with mm -hmm. our thinking, mm -hmm. we're going to make decisions based on the maturity of that emotion. Mm -hmm. So for example, when somebody is realizing, okay, my digestion's not working, it could be my diet, but now there's a part of me that says, when something's not working, it's my fault. That's a belief. This is super important that we were talking about that, uh, you know, just allowing the space for your emotions. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I wanted to touch upon what you were talking about is like, I'm, I'm sure so that people who are listening, they don't like mm, disqualify or I don't know what's the right word, uh, doctors or, or the, they have their own place in this world. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I know that I had a period in my life where I was like, no, I went like in the other extreme. I was like, I only want like, you know, plant healing and all natural things and like, you know, superfoods and I'm going to be good. But then at some point, like I wasn't healing and I went to the doctor, I got a cream for my skin and it magically went away. So I was like, why the hell did I wait for so long? Mm -hmm. So sometimes there is a place. Sometimes there is really a way to, to go and seek for help because doctors, they know. And sometimes they have, you know, the wisdom and the tools to really heal us. Mm -hmm. So we're not here like, I just want to make sure we're not here to say that doctors are <laughs> never a way to go because sometimes they truly are. And I can say something to that that helps people understand really what was so profound about my journey of mm -hmm. healing mm -hmm. because I had to rely so deeply on medical interventions mm -hmm. to just be alive. Mm -hmm. You know, I mentioned earlier that I had this infection in my butt cheek, mm -hmm. right next to the anus, right next to the sphincter. This is the muscle that controls whether we can poop or not. Mm -hmm. It's a very necessary part of our physical body. Mm -hmm. And in an attempt to address that symptom of the infection, I lost the use of that sphincter muscle. I couldn't hold in or push out poop. Mm -hmm. And yet the body still has this very real need to do what it needs to do. Mm -hmm. And so the medical model stepped in with solutions for how to reconnect my body. Mm -hmm. I was given a colostomy bag mm -hmm. at the age of 10. And that was a pouch on the front of my body where my intestines now come out of the surface of my skin. Just this little thought where mm. I can still go to the bathroom. But without that, if this had been many, many, many years ago, mm. thousands of years ago, maybe even hundreds, I mean, I wouldn't have survived, you know? Okay. So there's very real interventions mm -hmm. that, you know, doctors need to step in with mm -hmm. support for. Mm -hmm. And what I'm suggesting is that when you get to those moments of need, can you check in and ask your body, include the language of your intuition, and reference different forms of guidance, whether it's your spirit team, whether it's, um, you know, muscle testing, uh, whether it's meditation, can you listen to many more places of truth and alignment and that tuning, 
that's yeah. right for you mm -hmm. to then make a decision that says, okay, do I use this physical option or do I look at this frequency, this energetic option? Mm -hmm. And that's why when I started to see my body as communicating needs and possibilities and healing paths that was not just a physical solution, like a medicine or a surgery. It was like how I think about life. Oh, how I feel about myself. These are not so physical things. Mm -hmm. Then I started to see things changing in my physical body as well. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was led towards applying and completing a two-year master certificate program in medical intuition. Mm. I really found that I needed to make those worlds meet in myself. Mm -hmm. The spiritual side that says, okay, there's, there's something behind this showing up. There's some lesson I'm learning. There's some evolution. There's something that's helping me be in life in a new way. That's mm -hmm. the spiritual, that's the energetic. And yet it's connected to the physical body. Mm -hmm. They can't be separated. Yeah, I think that's so important. Like, I think even in this, what we're discussing now, it's so important. The balance is the key word. Yeah. It's like, you can't go. I think it's, it's never too healthy to go like all the way to the left or all the way to the right. Yeah. Normally the answers are like laid out in the middle. Yeah. Like there's a place for the doctors to step in. If you're speaking about physical problems yeah. and, but if you're only seeking answers from outside and you don't change anything yeah. from the inside, yeah. normally there's no solution either. Yeah. So even if we get the relief from the medications and the doctors, there's always something more underneath that needs like our attention or why did it occur or why did it yeah. happen? Where did it come from? So I believe there's, there's always a way to deal with it. Like, in a, in a spiritual level, mm -hmm. I would say, I would like always incorporate the two. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't leave aside the inner work or tuning mm -hmm. in or, or yeah, like uh, having the spiritual side supporting us in the journey. Yeah. One of the main points I want to make is that where we orient to our sense of self or power or choice, you know, spiritual traditions have been for so long wanting to answer these questions of what is the self? Who is the part of me that decides how do I exist in the world? You know, these like existential questions that are mm -hmm. like, why does illness have to be something that I'm struggling with? Mm -hmm. Why did I have to have a colostomy bag as a young girl? Mm -hmm. You know, why doesn't my digestion work the same way as other people? Mm -hmm. These like big questions mm -hmm. about the individuality of self and also, you know, the, the human condition, the things that are shared that aren't mm -hmm. just about me. You know, there's many, many people who struggle with digestion. There's many, many people who uh, meditate and, you know, want to be healers, are healers. And it's like, what was that intersection for me? Mm -hmm. And I found that learning about power, you know, I used to work with little kids in preschool. So mm -hmm. I used to be the authority. I used to be the one in power telling them what was okay or not okay. Mm -hmm. But then I started finding that that didn't feel good. Like, shouldn't they know how to find out 
their yes, their no, mm. what feels good, what doesn't mm. feel good. How, how do we empower individuals mm. from a very young age to know how to lead themselves? Mm -hmm. And so that was showing me, okay, power is this really big topic mm -hmm. that the body is helping us hone in on. When you're a victim, you feel like you don't have any power. When mm -hmm. you're traumatized, it's because all this power was taken away. You don't know how to get it. Mm -hmm. And then it's about stepping more and more closer to living from that intersection mm -hmm. of okay, what do I have a sense of control or choice about? And what don't I? What's, what's beyond the mind, beyond, you know, the body? What's spirit? What's mm -hmm. this, like, this thing that's happening that somehow I'm just participating in? Mm -hmm. And um, that's a lot of what going into some of these spiritual and medicine communities showed me was there's mm -hmm. a lot that I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that my mind can't make sense of mm -hmm. and that's okay Yeah. because when I can feel the truth, when I can feel myself, when I know, then I know, mm -hmm. and that's a form of intuition. I have a lot of knowingness like, oh, this is what's going on and I may not be able to explain it to you, mm -hmm. but when I work with a client and I do an intuitive reading in the ways that I've taught to use my intuition to listen to the body and the mind and the emotions mm -hmm. and the history, mm -hmm. you know, your ancestral programs, your soul inheritance. When I'm listening to these different layers in a person and I share, here's what I'm sensing mm -hmm. and it's truth for that person. They know they burst into tears. They get shivers. Mm -hmm. They start yawning. They have a memory that shows up and says, oh, this is what you're pointing to. And the part of me that knows is confirming it. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of empowerment, that internalized sense of truth, attunement, being in tune mm -hmm. is, is really what illness has shown me and is really what I'm translating in my work with people who are themselves really excited to listen to life mm -hmm. and respond in the most loving way. But when you stop being able to respond with curiosity and compassion, there's a blind spot. There's a place where you've learned not to listen because like we were speaking earlier, it's not okay, or I don't know what to do with it, or I don't mm -hmm. understand it. Well, I think it's, it's, uh, I can like really see your story now, because yeah. I believe that it is so true about our life experience that our pain becomes our gift. Yeah. And uh, I, I hear from you that you were experiencing this extreme pain and physical body like experiences from such a young age yeah. and actually it has become your gift now yes. because that's exactly what what turned you into becoming a healer yes. and i i heard that you said that you were studying a medical uh, what, what, intuition what yeah. yeah so there you go like you know yeah. we, we normally need this experience like i feel it's it's such a mesmerizing thing about life how our experiences become actually our like life path exactly and they, like mold us but um 
Uh, you touched a little bit upon it, but let's make a bit more clear on, yes. on what is your healing work mm -hmm. or what are the tools that you're working with. Because I had the first time reading with you, I was like so mesmerized. I was like, oh my God, what is she doing? And you were like tuning in and getting all these messages, like writing down. I was like, oh my God, what is that? So cool. <laughs> it's like, uh, it, it's very interesting. And I would like to like for people to, to know a little bit more about it. Definitely. And I would love for you to share any pieces that stood out to you mm -hmm. that really connect some of the things we've been speaking about mm -hmm. as theories or as well, uh, for me, ways I, of doing yeah, things. What I, what yeah, what I would really like to, like to emphasize here, uh, so I just say it here, I think what's super important, what I love about your work, is this empowerment. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I feel that, uh, that there are like different fields where we can get help and sometimes there are professionals who need to tell you or like people go there for answers like because I'm also studying family therapy and sometimes there we have to guide and show people like what is the pattern like really like interfere but like I, I believe none of the changes come unless we ourselves or the client like really makes the change themselves mm -hmm. like they take the power in their own hands mm -hmm. and this is what I felt that our healing session was about I, I had this extreme physical sensations mm -hmm. and I felt like so much energy like shifting and working through me and the release mm -hmm. like I felt like I felt so much empowerment mm -hmm. after our session Yes, yes. Yeah. I love that you're honing in on the empowerment mm -hmm. because there is a transition in a lot of the healing arts and especially in a lot of mental health support mm -hmm. where there can become this dependence, this hierarchical mm -hmm. power yeah. where the relationship is defined as an extension of what has been victimhood consciousness. You have the power. I do not. Mm -hmm. You know what I should do. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so it's really my intention in the collection of tools and trainings that I've brought together for this real healing approach that the client, the participant in a one-on-one -on -one or in a group space start to learn how their inner language system works mm -hmm. for relational and emotional alchemy to mm -hmm. digest the things from your past mm -hmm. to resolve the physical symptoms or mental symptoms that are showing themselves. Mm -hmm. And so what I've done is I've pulled together different modalities of listening, mm -hmm. of relating and of feeling that make it possible to learn how to do that with yourself mm -hmm. in a way that's curious and compassionate and connected. And so when we open up in a session together, mm -hmm. what I'm first leaning into is the training that I've done in medical intuition, which is how to be psychic, how to listen to the part of life that we can only really sense mm -hmm. and see through this invisible language. Mm -hmm. And so I'm tuning in, I'm setting up an inner space of calm and neutrality, non-judgment to where my my rational mind, my ego mind, my thinking mind, the one that finds solutions is parked over here on the side. Mm -hmm. And I'm just using it as a tool to organize the information. Mm -hmm. I'm not using it to judge or to take ownership of, or to make you 
get what I'm receiving. I'm simply using the mind to notice, oh, here's information coming in through your organs. Here's information coming in from your spirit team. Here's information coming from your nervous system. Mm -hmm. And it's being packaged as a picture, as a sense, as a sentence, as um, a belief mm -hmm. system. And that's what I'm communicating to you. Mm -hmm. So I do this initial reading. It's like finding a map. Mm -hmm. And that map shows us the root systems, what's under the surface, mm -hmm. what's still knotted up. Mm -hmm. And so when we started our session, um, you came to me with, you know, a situation, but also with a desire to, to see what was outside of your radar, what mm -hmm. was beyond your view. And you yeah. said, just tell me what I need to know mm -hmm. in my healing or my awakening process. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful because your intelligence, your soul, your body is going to show what's the most ripe fruit that's about to come off. That if you could, you know, give some extra nutrients to the roots mm -hmm. under the soil, it would make that fruit so much more healthy and tasty. And so mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing. I'm showing you the roots. I'm saying, okay, there's a time about this age in your life when this emotion got stuck and your body's holding it in this particular way and it's holding that emotion with a particular mental belief pattern, mm -hmm. a relationship that says, this is what I can do and this is what I can't do. There's a power dynamic. Oh, so we're actually looking at your hard drive. Mm -hmm. How do you believe, how do you structure your power through your body? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm showing you is these mm -hmm. little pictures of where it's an old power strategy. Mm -hmm. And then as I share those with you, we start to get a map and there's usually a common thread. There's usually an emotion that's weaving through it, whether it's shame or a belief. Mm -hmm. And the amazing thing is, is even though our bodies are right here in time, they're incredibly timeless. Mm -hmm. That's what trauma tells us is it's holding something. It's storing something from the past until we know how to make sense of it mm -hmm. now, how to digest it now. And so I'm giving you the chance to see yourself. I'm just reflecting what's already on the screen mm. in words that your system is able to hear. Mm -hmm and make sense of, mm -hmm. and then to make a different choice. And so you can choose, do we want to look at that experience of relational trauma or physical trauma from when you were four mm -hmm. or not? Mm -hmm. And you'll know if I bring it up, you'll start to get the memories. You'll start to feel the fear in your body. And so then what I do is I apply these trainings in developmental trauma, which means what is it like to listen to the emotions and stay connected. What is it like to, to speak with the different parts of you, whether mm -hmm. it's your inner child, your four-year-old, or your shame? So I'm applying internal family systems. I'm applying this process of neuroaffective touch, which connects the subconscious and the conscious mm -hmm. through the body and the mind. I'm applying this transparent communication that says, my nervous system and yours are constantly talking. Our energy bodies are constantly in relation. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like inside of me? And if I share that, it actually shows you more of 
the picture that's already inside of you. Mm. Said a different way, it shows you where on the instrument of yourself are you only playing these notes? Mm -hmm. Because these ones have certain conditions around them. Mm -hmm. Like we spoke earlier, oh, it's not okay to be in the anger notes. Mm -hmm. It's not okay to feel the fear notes. Because when I did in the past, this happened. Mm -hmm. And this is where we bring in the ancestral healing piece. Mm. We're carrying over ways to use our instrument songs of our soul to play or to not play based on what was safe or not safe centuries before us mm -hmm. or even just with our parents and our grandparents. And so the choice then becomes yours. Am I ready to find a new way to relate to myself and the world? Mm -hmm. If so, how would I have to be with myself differently? If so, what actions would I need to take on the physical world to be different? Mm -hmm. If so, what risks or what ways would I need to play in life differently? Mm -hmm. And that's what you were speaking to the empowerment part mm -hmm. is once you look at the picture that's already inside of you and you walk through those doors, these initiations and you feel the fear and I stay present with you on mm -hmm. all levels of your body. Mm -hmm you then get the wisdom and the lessons and the learning of what's on the other side of that wall. Yeah, that's what I love. That's what I so much love about, about our experience and the work I had with you, the session, is because it, I believe it's so different because I just want to say here, if anyone is, has not listened to my podcast before and doesn't know this yet, then I've been to so many therapies. I think like you name it. I've been to so many like starting with the cognitive behavior therapy and like you know the the more conventional therapies i would say right couples therapy family therapy even holistic therapy a bit more like uh, into the spiritual world but this experience like more in the energy work and like spiritual work i feel it so strong because it, you feel it Mm -hmm. you know you feel it yes. you, it's not just working with your mind which is also super important again I'm not saying that all the other therapists they're super yeah. important like I feel that that's the journey I had to go through for sure yeah. like to get here where I am like I feel there's like stages and we have to work sometimes only with our thoughts there's a place for that but now describing this like you can't deny it it's like yeah. you're going through it physically yeah. like I was like experiencing visions and I was like yeah. I, I energetically so loaded mm -hmm. I, I just like you know I had this like amazing amazing magical experience and it it's it stays with you yeah. it stays with me because I felt it yes like it was so much in my body it we're was... including the body and yeah we're including how the body is itself spirit is yeah. itself energy. Mm -hmm. And so part of what I want to make clear in the healing process for healers and therapists mm -hmm. and space holders is that when you heal the healings that I've gone through in my physical body, mm -hmm. they stay and they create a resonance field. Mm -hmm. They create a, a feedback loop. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually like another instrument 
teaching your body what's possible in the sounds that it can make, in the harmony, in the health that it can have. Mm -hmm. I've come full circle in this 25-year journey. Mm -hmm. I was on medications for over 18 years, for more than half of my life. Mm -hmm. And the process of tuning in and tuning in and cleaning up and making the choice to live in alignment with myself mm -hmm. meant that I could refine my diet, meant that I could have the mental stability and calm mm -hmm. and I could have the emotional awareness and then the energetic capacity for those all to weave together mm. and to then be the health and the power mm -hmm. for inner harmony. And so I've gotten off all the medications in wow. the last seven, I'm seven months now without any immunosuppressant medications mm. in the world of modern medicine. That wow. means I've cured Crohn's disease. That means I've resolved a chronic inflammatory bowel condition. Mm. That means my body is operating enough on its own sense of truth and aliveness and mm. connection. Mm -hmm. that I, ha I, can, I can confidently say I have a healthy relationship with myself and with life mm -hmm. because it's being reflected through my body. My body's healthy. I am whole. That means I think enough in terms of empowered, you know, unity consciousness mm -hmm. that I'm seeing the results. And so that's what I want to reflect to people is that if it's not embodied, if the wisdom and the clarity and spirit isn't felt or living out in a tangible way, then it's kind of existing in the in-between world. Mm -hmm. And that's what I find a lot of intuitives and psychics and spiritual healers still have a gap. Mm. And that gap is the ancestral world, is the natural world, is the intuition, mm -hmm. because it exists in both. We have the cells and the data inside our body that says this trauma was passed down Mm -hmm. My ancestors were oppressed, and so they lived from fear and scarcity. Mm -hmm. And that translates into, okay, now my choices about, you know, what's possible or not possible. Mm -hmm. But when I offer rituals through sound, through offerings to the earth, I'm taking these tangible things from the senses. I can touch a water that I would offer to the earth. I can hear the sound that I'm making. That's the bridge between the physical and the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. And so the more that we attend to relationships on all levels, mm -hmm. multidimensionally and multigenerationally, the more that the manifestation of life and spirit through this body coexist in a harmonious way. Mm. Yeah. So it's so possible to re-empower aliveness from these roots of destruction, dishonesty, disconnection, mm -hmm. because they're showing us that rainbow, that spectrum. Yeah. To know one, you make space for the other. And so I was really just making space for you to see and expand into more of yourself mm. and to find the pathways from A to B for how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I made this comment to you. I said, you're able to let go really easily. Mm -hmm. You're opening to your wisdom and your light and to these moments of bliss and clarity so quickly mm -hmm. because all I had to do was reflect to you this wisdom. Yeah, that was so beautiful. 
I so loved this uh, this uh, reflection that I got. Like that was so nice. I I so loved it. I think it's and and it's you know sometimes we just don't realize that we have it in us and just like getting these experiences and like hearing this from you also after a session while like experiencing it so beautifully in our session it was very uh, empowering mm -hmm. very empowering mm -hmm. it's like oh I, I really do have this power of letting mm -hmm. go mm -hmm. I can really transform very quickly mm -hmm. into the blissful moments mm -hmm. like it, yeah so and that's beautiful. one of your gifts then it sounds like mm -hmm. if at some point maybe you held on to things Mm -hmm. The part of you that grew and matured mm -hmm. learned, oh, I can actually also let go of things. Yeah. And I completely resonate with that as well. Mm -hmm. You know, the part of the body that's supposed to be able to know how to let go of poop, yeah. like no longer works for me mm -hmm. in the same way. Mm -hmm. But the gift of that is that now I can alchemize. I can let go of emotions and thoughts and belief systems really quickly. Mm -hmm. And that's what I show people how to do in their way mm -hmm. and the sound healing is one of those ways to reflect to somebody here's the wisdom i hear inside of you mm -hmm. and only you will know what to do with this mm -hmm. and the same is true for a group ceremony in sound healing mm -hmm. is i'm bringing in these higher frequencies these these light codes these expressions of you in wholeness in health mm -hmm. and when you hear them your system goes, oh, this is the possibility. I'm going to go from here to there. And you maybe need to cry. Maybe you need to have some heat move through your body. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to remember your six-year-old self and how alone she felt. Mm -hmm. And so you're doing the work just because I provided an impulse or like when you tune a guitar, I showed you, okay, this is what it sounds like in tune. And then you find you strum and you find it until you get there and you're like okay now i feel in tune that's what i want to say i think it's so again like so important because a lot of people are stuck there that you know like i need a solution i need the solution like tell me what i have to do like just tell me i will do it like but actually this energetic work like i feel it's sometimes like so much more powerful but I'm, i mean yeah maybe people have to be ready to experience it but like even if you don't feel ready and you just show up even if you're listening to this podcast and you're in estonia and or contact Elena, uh you're traveling the world so basically just text her if yeah. you want to have a meeting with her I'm also able to work online it's really yeah. about working in between the lines mm -hmm. and deep connection deep yeah. presence yeah that's all you need is yeah. just the part that's giving space for the mystery of healing yeah of unfolding but i feel what i want to say here is that like experiencing it is so important like really experiencing it yeah. and sometimes uh, i i hear people say like they go to, to this uh, spiritual or healing events yeah. and they don't like oh i, I didn't get the solution but like you don't need a solution. Sometimes you maybe don't even understand what happened, but you will see the effects afterwards. Like you, you will experience so much in your body. Exactly. Like just when you show up. And that's so, what's so beautiful about it. I think you have to have such a like 
strength and power to create the space mm -hmm. for the group and even individually for people to go through their own journey. Mm -hmm. Because in this type of feeling, you know, you don't know what the process is. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm so excited mm -hmm. to be in that mystery with you mm -hmm. and to really show up and meet, relate in the moment mm -hmm. to what shows up exactly in a way that like you said, gives you space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's so beautiful that you create this, this spaces or these opportunities. And especially it's so empowering that people are actually, you know, going through their, mm -hmm. like my body goes through it. Mm -hmm. Like my soul goes through it. Like she knows the way you're like creating this magic for it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I love this, this term of being a way shower, someone who mm -hmm. in the collective is representing, uh, like I said earlier, someone who's an evolutionary feeler. Mm -hmm. They're here to notice how to be with their sensations in a way that's different than before. You're evolving, you're showing a new way and yeah. other people can follow, not because you know more, mm -hmm. but because there's uh, a possibility that, that you've, you've been there mm -hmm. and you're just saying, hey, you know, this, this direction could work for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even saying my direction. I'm saying, yeah. here's your direction mm -hmm. that I'm putting into words. You know, do you want to go this way? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here and sharing yeah. your wisdom. You're such a beautiful soul. I so admire what thank you do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I hear what you've been going through. Like, yeah. oh my God, girl, like that yeah. stuff, that stuff. But I guess you have chosen this path and yes. you were meant for it that's yeah. why you're such a powerful healer right now right mm -hmm. it's these initiations of, mm -hmm. of just showing up and choosing to relate from a kind of love and health and mm -hmm. connection that always gives space for mm -hmm. the wisdom in it yeah yeah. If I were to judge how many times I've been bedridden, how many times I've felt completely, completely helpless and hopeless, I wouldn't have gotten to the gold of that learning. Mm -hmm. So it's just so much about making space and listening. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'd love to finish our time together by listening to your energy and your heart and the part of you that is both matter and spirit, body and soul, mm -hmm. and just offer some sound for what is like the vitamins or the nutrients that your system wants. Amazing. Yeah. I, I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Great. So I, we'll just do yeah. a little sound healing in this moment <sighs> for your tuning, for your Thank you, love. harmonizing. Mm -hmm. So, um, Hey, hey,
<laughs> Thank you, love. Mm, you're welcome. So beautiful. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Mm.